I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski joining you again today for another amazing edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. And if you've, this show is all about how do we do two things increase customer value and enhance and amplify the transformation for clients that choose to work with us. And this is why I love shining the spotlight on different business owners and entrepreneurs and how they're doing this in their businesses, because client experiences are more than just a program. It's more than a transaction. It's more than just making the sale. And that's really, really important to understand. So my guest today is Brandy Van. She is a spiritual medium um, and has been doing this for a long time, but now she is helping other coaches and other business owners really find and refine and enhance that gift that's within them. So we're going to be talking a lot about how she does her client experience today. So thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you having me on the show. I really appreciate you letting me be here. Hey, absolutely. So please, I know, I know we were talking a little bit before we got online. You said you've been seeing You've been doing this work for a long time, even though you didn't really go out on your own for a while with it. You just recognized that this was something that you were good at, that you were excited about. And it's really one of your superpowers. Yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like you don't have a choice, right? When spirit's talking to you all day and you, you know, like you have to take control of it or else you're getting messages that you don't know who they're for. And then you start to feel guilty. Like, who's this message for? Why are they giving me this message? So you really got to hone in on it or else you're kind of dropping the ball for someone that you could really be healing and giving comfort to. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what a spiritual medium does. Let's talk about that first, because I see these words or not these words, but I see this title, if you will, kind of being thrown around a lot online. And I do think that there are people listening that don't really know what a spiritual medium is. You're not really a psychic, right? So every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. Ah, so I call myself okay. a spiritual medium because I don't really, you know, I feel like a lot of people think a psychic is like, oh, they're going to tell me the future or look into this crystal ball. And that's something I don't do. So I really just literally like, keep it easy is I talk to dead people. So dead people come to me and I can give that message. Um, so a medium is really just someone who can talk to deceased loved ones. And I do readings. So when someone's in front of me, they're called the sitter. And I do a reading for the sitter and they're able to ask questions to spirit. I'm able to give them answers. And it's really just a beautiful way to maybe give some closure. You know, I don't think I can give closure the whole way, of course, when someone's grieving, but to give them some closure, some healing, uh, maybe if they, you know, had some guilt or, you know, shame during it um, in both ways for the human or the spirit. And so they're really able to connect with each other and have like another memory, another a way to communicate with each other. Okay. Because I feel like that was, I like how you explained that, but I'm, but I guess I need a little bit more clarity now. So, so how does a spiritual medium, other than helping people get closure, getting questions answered, I think anyone listening who's lost a loved one, 
um, probably has unanswered questions, probably has things that they wish they could talk to their loved one about. So why would someone other than that want a spiritual medium? I think that really is the only reason why you would want a spiritual medium. So I also do spirit guide readings. And that's more if you want like guidance, if you want to ask your spirit guide who, you know, they were assigned to us at birth. And they're really someone, a spirit who's there to help us in this human life. Because, you know, humans, life is hard. You have struggles, you have challenges, you don't know where your purpose is. So you can ask those deeper questions to your spirit guides. Um, So in that case, I would do a spirit guide reading. But in terms of a medium reading, it really is just that if you want to talk to a deceased loved one to get some answers. Okay. So you're really in a, in a, in a sense, get help, helping give people some comfort and some peace of mind then, right? Yes, absolutely. Yep. And And it's very emotional for people, you know, because they are getting a lot of validation, you know, that their spirit, the loved one is with them. And then they also are getting these messages that like, you know, they start to say like, there's no way I would know that, you know, so there's always these validations of there's no way there's, I can Google something or, you know, look at their Facebook page and know these things. So the validation is really what gets people to believe, you know, I, I know that this loved one is there with us. I see. Okay. So let's give me some examples of what people would want to come to you for. Like, you know, my, my, my mother or my father has passed on and I have something that's really been bothering me that I want to talk to them about. Give me some examples of what, of why people would want a spiritual medium. Yeah. So let's say you, you know, missed like whenever they passed away and you have this tremendous guilt that you weren't with them to say your goodbye, to hold their hand while they passed. And so a lot of spirits will come through and say, I'm actually glad that you weren't there. I wanted to be alone. And so that can give comfort. Um, Or maybe they have a question of how this person passed. I'm not sure if they, you know, if I'm being told the truth by family members and I was very young at the time. So is this the truth? Um, So there's just so many different ways. Um, And and there's even ones that, you know, maybe someone had committed suicide and they want to know, you know, did they regret this? Do they, do they fully recognize, was it intentional? Um, So there's a lot of answers, you know, questions that can be answered during a mediumship reading. Okay. So before we get into how you do this with people and how you teach other people to really refine this skill, because it really is a skill set that you have to have to be good at, right? You know, I'm wondering if you can kind of walk me through the process of what it's like to work with a spiritual medium. Sure. So even before I meet with the person, I always tell them to start thinking about the person they want to connect with. So, you know, invite them in, give them permission to join your energy, start thinking of memories. You know, you really want to start getting that energy involved. Um, And then about a half hour before I meet with the person, I do a lot of meditation and visualizations. I do something that's called automatic writing. So I let spirit um, come through me as a channel and I just start writing things. Um, So I really have to still my mind, calm my mind, because I need to not have any of my own thoughts because I need spirits thoughts to come in. So I'm really, my consciousness is connecting with their consciousness once they passed away. And so I need my mind to be completely quiet. I need my rational mind to get out of the way. And then when I meet with the the sitter, who's the person, you know, I'm doing the reading for, 
um, I, I explain to them what I'm about to do. So I tell them I'm clear audience, meaning I'm, I'm mainly hear spirit talking to me and I, I hear my own voice, but it's not my thought. So that's how I hear them. Um, also clairvoyant. So I see a lot of visions, images, like home videos, a photo album. So I'll also see things that I'll be explaining to them. And then I do about a five minute, um, spiritual, uh, Oh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Spiritual exercise with them, where I also try to get them in that, you know, calm state of mind because they might be a little bit anxious. You know, they don't know what to expect. So I also have them calm their mind. And it's a lot about protecting our energy. So we're put like imagining that white light going around us. And then that's when I really start to start just telling them things that I'm getting, having them ask questions, giving them the answers I'm receiving. Um, so my readings last 45 minutes. But I know other people, and sometimes I even go longer. I find it very hard to end the reading because they're having this beautiful moment. Spirit's having a beautiful moment. And then it's kind of like, time's up. And so I hate whenever I have to like end the reading. That's a very hard thing for me. But then even after the reading, I always tell people to take notes because maybe it didn't make sense to them now, but maybe in a week or two, or maybe once they talk to family members, it'll start to make sense. So it is, a, it's a healing process. You're not going to get the healing all in that 45 minutes. It really takes some time to really like digest what just happened. I see. Okay. So uh, before we get into what it is that you do then, um, you know, how is working with a spiritual medium different? than say going to a grief counselor or a pastoral counselor or somebody where there's going to be some connection to spirit somehow. Sure. And, you know, I'm not a substitute for any of that. I think someone should definitely still see a grief counselor, but the grief counselor is going to give you very general ways of how to go through your grieving process where mediumship will give you more specific answers that you're looking for because you're actually able to communicate with the deceased loved one. I see. Okay. All right. So it's really, it sounds like just a personal preference thing for people, people that are feeling like maybe they just need something else or maybe feeling like, you know, they're just getting a feeling that they just want something else. It's not that what you do is a substitute for that. Yeah, absolutely. I yep. see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then when did you decide to start doing this with people? I mean, you obviously recognize you had a gift a long time ago. But it's always only recently that you started doing this work with people. Yeah, I think just, you know, life's busy. And so I was, you know, just I was in college and I was getting married. I was finding out my career. And then it just became like I couldn't ignore it anymore. There were there were so many spirits coming to me. I was getting so many messages and it was really the guilt that. I just couldn't live with anymore. I was like, I'm getting these messages. They're beautiful, but I don't know who they're for. How can I help people? So it really came down to, you know what? I want to be able to help people. I know I have this gift that I can. And it just, you know, really just was a time that I need to help people at this point. So what do you say for people out there who've worked with people who call themselves mediums, but they're really not? Oh, that frustrates me so bad. It's like, you know, those few people that just give us a bad name and they're giving a fake and it reading, happens in you every know? industry just about. Yes. And it's so frustrating. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the question again then? Well, no, what I was asking is, is that I'm sh- there are a lot of people out there who call themselves mediums and they they don't really understand 
what a medium does. They just think it might be a fun thing to do, which obviously, since the show is about the client experience, you know, what I want to know from you as a business owner is how is it that you're able to ensure that people are getting what they're really looking for? Yeah. So, you know, I tell people straight up, like if by the end of this reading, if you did not get any validations, if you did not get any comfort, I'll give them their money back. It's as easy as that. Like I'm going to refund them. And I'm also going to say, let's try again another time. Maybe there was some sort of block. Maybe there was some skepticism that blocked it. Sometimes their grieving process is so hard. Like I won't even allow someone to do a reading until almost like between six months to even two years after the person passed, because it's almost like there's a brick wall up. And if that grief is so strong, I can't get through to to give them a message. So, yeah. So I'm like, let's refund you. Let's try again. If it doesn't work the second time, I'll refund them again. So I think if someone is basically not refunding you and you know, and you're, and you're honest with them and say, Hey, none of that made sense. You're, you know, none of this connected with me. And if they still take your money, I think that's a very unethical thing to do. Um, because you know, you might be getting those messages and you're trusting in the messages that you're getting. But if someone's saying straight up, like you just talked to me for 45 minutes or an hour and none of it connected with me, then yeah, that's just the right thing to do. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about your offers then and how you work with people, because I know from what I understand, from what you share with me, you do readings and you help people, but you also train other business owners that want to do that, want to make this the centerpiece of their business. But let's talk about the client experience first. So, so how is it that you have this set up? I mean, you do the readings. Is that a one-time meeting? How does that work? It's a one-time meeting and I do have people that come back again and again because maybe they have another deceased loved one that they want to get messages for or maybe they just keep wanting to talk to that deceased loved one because they, you know, you miss them and they, they're in our lives. They're just in our lives in a different way. So a lot of people want to keep that communication up and maybe thought of more questions or want to see what else they, their loved one has to say. So it can either be a one-time thing or if they want to come back to me, they can do that as well. So how do people find you then? I mean, how do you walk me through kind of the whole process? You connect with someone, you obviously have to talk with them, you know, about what it is that they want before you actually do the reading. So talk to me about what that container looks like. I actually do not talk to them before it. So, and I don't ask them what they want. It all unfolds during that 45 minute reading. So the only thing, you know, someone will either go to my website, brandyvan.com and they'll set it up or a lot of my business is word of mouth. That's literally what it's been for the last four years until I started the mentorship program. And that's when I actually started marketing it like at the beginning of the year. But all of my readings for the last four years have been word of mouth. Interesting. Okay. So if it's just a one-off session, tell me how you ensure other than just making sure that your client your client knows that they're heard and you offering to refund if they're not satisfied. How do you ensure that the experience is a positive one for them? So I know that it's positive because I'll get those word of mouth referrals. So if it wasn't a positive experience, they wouldn't tell other people to then come to me. So, and I feel like uh, it's very rare that someone doesn't refer me to somebody else. I mean, that's, 
I don't even know if that's ever happened. I feel like every reading I've ever had has always had another referral come from word of mouth. So that's, that's how I know that, you know, they felt something during that, during the You don't talk to them. You don't talk to them then. You just do this one time meeting. And in that 45 minutes, you're able to, you know, connect with, with what it is that they want and help them get the answers that they're looking for. I mean, exactly. forgive me, I don't mean to be a skeptic, but that seems like a lot to accomplish in 45 minutes. It is a lot. Um, and, you know, you're never going to get exactly what they, you know, sometimes you can get what they're looking for, but that's why some people will come back again um, because it is a lot. But even though 45 minutes sounds short, it's actually a very long time. Um, and I've even had mentors tell me, how are you doing 45 minutes? Cause some people can only do 15 or 20 minutes. So a 45 minute conversation with a, a deceased loved one is a very long time. Um, and sometimes a spirit will only talk to me like for like 15 minutes and then another spirit will come in. I talk to them for 15 minutes. So sometimes people will get like three deceased loved ones in that 45 minutes. Wow. Um, it all depends on, you know, what questions the sitter is asking and also what spirit has to say. And okay. sometimes spirit knows like somebody else wants to chime in. So they'll kind of back their energy off so the next spirit can come in and talk as well. So really then the 45 minutes is a is a pretty good amount of time to 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 meet with a sitter, right? To use your word. It is. It definitely is because it, like think- it gives you ample time to really like get it, you know, help them find what it is that they're looking for. Yes, exactly. And just think if you were like on the phone with someone for 45 minutes, you know, that's a lot different than talking to someone for five minutes or, you know, so it is, it is um, a good length of time to be able to get those answers. Okay. And so I've created a brand new visionary retreat leaders checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. So now let's talk about how you structure your mentorship program. So this is how you actually help other business owners, you know, entrepreneurs that want to make this a centerpiece of their business. So walk me through that process. Sure. So the very first step is a discovery call because I want to make sure they're ready for it because not only is it obviously time consuming, you're changing your career, you need to learn a lot. Um, it's also an investment. So I want to make sure that, you know, they're in a good place for this, that they're not going to be stressed out or, you know, if you're, if you're really stressed out and your mind needs to be calm, it's not going to be a good fit for you. So I, first I need to kind of ask them some probing questions and make sure it's a good fit. If it is a good fit, um, the next step is I send them a waiver and the agreement to sign and then they start getting the modules. So it's a 90 day program. 
Um, there's six modules with 50 exercises in them. So it's basically you're learning the principles of how to connect with spirit. So I'm teaching them, you know, this is what you need to learn. So they're reading it. And then anything that they just read, now you're going to exercise your mind to do it. And I always say it's like practicing an instrument, right? So you can read piano notes all day long, but if you don't put your hands on that piano, you're never going to be able to play the piano. So you really have to, you know, exercise your psychic muscle, if you will, to be able to connect with spirit. But um, I offer three different tiers. So if they want to do one-on-one, I have that. I also have a group mentorship if they want to be in a group of people to learn it together. And then I also have a self-study guide. So they can, you know, and there's three different prices and they can choose which one they think will work best for them. But they do have these exercises for a lifetime. So, you know, they're always going to be able to practice them for as long as they need to. And there's also... um not just written words, but also videos. So because, you know, let's say someone says, close your eyes and meditate, but then you also have to read while you do that. That doesn't make sense, right? So I'm saying the meditation for them so that they can pause, replay it, you know, go back, rewind it so that they have these videos also. And that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. (laughs) So in 90 days, then they're getting access to you. And in this, this, in the, in the case of the group, they have, you know, this, this container with other people that are doing the same thing, right? So it sounds like, it sounds like they're getting a lot of personal time with you and you're really trying to personalize the experience for them. Yeah. So I do everything over zoom because, you know, that's the way the pandemic went. And I actually really like it because I live in a, in Philadelphia, right? So it's loud. I have dogs or sirens going past. I don't have like a good physical space. And then also I like them to be comfortable in their own home because that's where they're going to be connecting with spirit. So I think that's good. Um, And then the one-on-one, I meet with them every other week for one hour, but they always have me in a Facebook group. I have a private Facebook group. They can reach out with questions. And then they also have a one hour Q and a call with me every week. So if they're in the group or if they're one-on-one, they also have that hour and those are recorded. So if they, if they miss them, they're still going to be able to get that information as well. So those are like bonus calls. It sounds like where uh, they are bonus calls, unless they're in the group, if they're in the group and they're not doing one-on-one the, the, that and the Facebook group are really the only way to ask questions if they didn't decide to do the one-on-one program. I see. Okay. But it sounds like even in the group situation that they still have, you know, access to you, which I think in a training like what you're doing, it can be extremely personal and I can see a lot of things coming up for people. And yes. so I think it's really important as a, as a, as a, if you're leading the mentorship that they have a way that they know that you're there to help them and support them. Yes, absolutely. And even after the 90 days, I do offer a membership program and it's a very small fee a month because I never want them to feel alone because honestly, I had a mentor and after those 90 days, it was like, I never talked to her again. Or if I wanted to, she would charge me. And I really didn't like that because I still needed some help along the way. It's not like magically in 90 days, all your answers are, you know, all your questions are answered. Um, So I always let them know, like, you know, for as long as I'm doing this, if it's the rest of my life, then they're still going to have me the rest of their life to be able to ask questions. Well, you know, for, I feel like as human beings, we do better when we have support. We just go further. You know, yeah, we and especially read the label inside the bottle, you know, for most. Yeah, for especially in this community, because a lot of people might say, like, you know, my family doesn't believe in this, or it's against my religion, or something like that. So I really want to give them that 
community of like-minded individuals. And a lot of times if you're hearing things and you're seeing things, you feel a little crazy, you know, and you're, and so I want them to make sure, you know, there's nothing they can tell me that I haven't experienced that I definitely don't think they're crazy. So I want them to understand don't want that them to well. feel, And I like how you said you don't want them to feel like they're all by themselves. Yes. Yeah, know, absolutely. Because I think, I think as human beings, we can think that, that we're the only ones. And I think yes. it's really, I like how you, that sounds like that's a common theme and in any way that you, that people choose to work with you. Yeah. And, you know, and it's still taboo. Like a lot of people still don't talk about this stuff, unfortunately, you know, yeah. so I just want them to know that, you know, they have this community and, you know, we, we believe in them. We support each other. And in the Facebook group, it's beautiful to see people like, you know, celebrate their wins. And, you know, I did this exercise today and I was able to communicate. And then other people were like, that's awesome. And it gives them inspiration if they weren't able to do it yet. So yeah, it's really a beautiful thing. Totally. Yeah. So let's talk for a minute as a business owner, what are some of the challenges that you face and not just keeping a pipeline full of prospects, because in a 90-day mentorship program, when that's over with, you're going to be ready to open up the next one. Mm-hmm. So talk to me from a, the, a standpoint of being the business owner and the CEO. How are you able to, to manage like you know your strategies and keeping things moving for yourself? Yeah, so it's a lot of... It's, it's really my passion. And I feel like if I didn't have this passion, then I don't know if I would still do it. Right. So it is a lot of, it's very time consuming. Um, but I just am so passionate about creating light workers in this world because light workers can help people heal and give them comfort so much. And so many people will come to me for a reading. And if it's like, you know, maybe my energy is not up for it that day. I want to be able to say, you know what? I have this person and I have that person that might be able to do a reading for you. So it's not just really about, it's really not about me, right? It's about helping the other people. And that's what really keeps me going every day. So what kinds of things do you do as a business owner then to ensure that, you know, that you have a steady stream of people and that you're marketing and that, you know, you, cause ideally in a 90 day container in an ideal, in a perfect world, you'd want to run that four times a year. And with that comes planning and execution and marketing and reach outs and all of that. So how do you manage it? Yeah. So I would say 80% of every day is marketing. I feel like, you know, if I'm not working with a client, I'm marketing. So I'm definitely doing podcasts, obviously. Um, and I'm also running a lot of local workshops. So I do three workshops a month in the local area where it's, um, about an hour and a half long. And, you know, people that are interested in what I do, they come to the workshop and I teach them some myths that might be holding them back. I teach them the pros and cons of having abilities. And I give them three little strategies to try right then and there to prove that everyone is psychic. We all have these abilities. And I'm also a writer. So, um, I have been a journalist. I was a communications major. So I also do a lot of, um, online magazine and printed articles. So I also do a lot of writing and I don't get paid for those. I always ask the editor, instead of being paid, can I just put a little blurb about myself at the bottom so that people know how to reach me? And so that's also how I get the word out. So it's all about getting the word out, right? (laughs) Well, I think for any business owner, that's the case, right? Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me then about some of the challenges that you have in not just running, running your program, running your mentorship, training people and doing the readings, 
but from like, how do you navigate what could be really potentially challenging situations with, with clients, people who have really emotional things that they, that they come to terms with and also having to work with the training of the skill set of the people that are your responsibility. Yeah. So the very first step of the program is a lot of self-awareness because you need to go through a lot of self-introspection and you need to do inner child work. You need to figure out if you're self-sabotaging. There's so much you need to do at the beginning. And that could be a lifetime of practice that you need to do. So I feel like, you know, it doesn't mean that if you don't figure all that out, that you can't develop your abilities, but it's very important to heal yourself on all four levels of healing, spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional for you to be able to develop these abilities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not a medical practitioner or a therapist. So I always tell them, you know, they might want to get a therapist to help them along the way. And it could be a life lifelong process for them. Um, But really the better, you know, yourself, the better Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to connect with spirit, whether it's your spirit guide, whether it's a deceased loved one. And really it's all about, you know, trusting yourself. So if you have past trauma or if you have any type of, you know, self harm that you're doing, you need to really be able to, yeah, fix, I don't want to say fix it, but you know, work on that. No, I love how you're, you, you say that you're, you're very attuned to know that, you know, people that you work with in one capacity or another, you know, are, are going to have things come up for them. And you're really quick to know that, look, this is my lane and this is where I am. And this is what I think is best for you, which I think is so important in any client experience. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. really, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't at least tell them this is what you need to work on, even though I can't help them to the full extent through that process. It is like, I have to let them know that, you know, this yeah. is something that you need to work on. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So what are some of the wins then that you've had with, I can imagine that helping people become light workers and helping people resolve what, 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 what is, what can be potentially heavy baggage that people carry around is really rewarding. It's awesome. Like, and that's why that's what keeps me going. Right. Because I see, I see myself in them. Like I see them going from someone who is lost and confused, who feels alone to now they have this community and then their abilities grow. And so let me just give you like an example. So I have this one client who thought he might have an ability. He wasn't sure. And through the program, I found that he's an angelic healer because there's so many different types of psychics, you know, I'm a medium, but there's others that are telepaths, healers. So he's an angelic healer and he found that he can pray to the archangels and by praying and being a channel of the archangels, I would say his rate of healing someone is like 80 to 90%. It's incredible. So he tells his inner circle, like, Hey, I found out I'm a healer. If you have someone that's, you know, doing kind of bad with their health, let me know their name. And he has now helped so many people, people that like this one woman was in a coma and he prayed for her twice and she came out of the coma the next day. And and then there's another person that was in a hospice and they took him out of the hospice within like two weeks and he's still alive. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I can't do that, <laughs> but I was able to help him cool. figure out that he's able to do that. So, um, you were help, you were able to help him just pay more attention to that aspect yeah. of himself because I, I do think that there are a lot of things in the, that happen instances like what you described that I don't know that we can really explain. You know, I just think that there's a higher power at work, you know? Yes. 
Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm going through these exercises with him, which are very basic of this is how you start developing your ability. And then he started to tell me like, wait a minute, I think I'm talking to Archangel Michael. And so then it was almost like I had to do some research because I was like, well, I never talked to Archangel Michael. And so then I kind of had to look for him, get him specific exercises to do. And that's something I bring to the program too. So if there's telling me something, you know what, I'm having this experience, but you don't have an exercise here for me. I am all about researching it, finding them that exercise, or even if they're like, you know what, this exercise really is a great one for me, then I find them more to do. So I'm always like working on how can I help them to the best ability, even if it's not in the program, I will add it to the program for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. It just sounds like you're really doing amazing work in the world. So. Oh, thanks. I hope so. I love it. Yeah. So what do you say to the person out there listening who's maybe a little skeptical, maybe not sure, maybe thinking this might could work? What do you say to that person? Sure. So the easiest way that I always deal with skeptics, you know, because skeptics don't bother me. It's like, I see spirit, like I'm talking to you right now. So if someone tells me I'm not talking to spirit, like you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, So the biggest thing I can say is There's no science on subjective experience. So, you know, of course, there's, you know, the conscious mind, the brain, the mind, We, you know, there's science on that. But, you know, there's nothing that can, whether you're a skeptic, whether you're a scientist, whether you're even a believer, there's no no one that can tell me what I'm subjectively experiencing. So I feel like if someone says, I don't know if this is for me or do I have this ability? They do. (laughs) Um, And it's just a matter of, you know, honing in on it and knowing the right steps. And that's where, you know, there is no class. There's no one to talk to. And that's why I want to be a mentor to be like, this is, these are the steps you need to take A through Z and you'll be able to connect with spirit. So really, I think it's the rational mind and the ego that comes to play. And so your rational mind is always going to say, You'll never be able to do this, or this isn't a real thing. And you really need to be able to quiet the ego, quiet that rational mind, and listen to your intuition, your gut feeling, what's in your heart versus what's in your mind. And that's what's going to be able to get them to connect with spirit. Okay. So you're really just giving people a different perspective. You're just inviting them into looking at things a little different and being available for that, right? Yeah. And, and once you get into this program, I mean, your life changes. There's no going back, right? Because you have just opened your world to realize that we're all connected. You can still talk to your deceased loved ones just in a different way. I mean, it's a whole new way of living and, and it's a great way to live. Honestly, I wouldn't want to go back to, you know, the little box of not believing in all this stuff because you can believe that once we die, you know, everything turns black and nothing happens. Or you can believe oh. that you go on the spirit world, you see your loved ones again, and it's this amazing place. So I don't know why anyone would want to believe that it goes black and nothing happens. <laughs> well, I just think that people, we're, we're creatures of habit and people are belief systems for the most part. Are, we, we carry over from our childhood and from people who have kind of taught us, right? Absolutely. And I feel like some of the work has to be on us to be available and open to thinking about things a little different. I, I personally, I think the older I get, I, I, I really, I try not to be judgmental of other people. I just feel like we have to be curious and be willing to question everything. Yeah. And there's too many stories of this, right? Too many people that are saying I can do this or I have this ability for us to really ignore it. And it's been going on since like, what, the 1500s, Victorian era. It's not like it's a new thing. It's just that a lot of people don't talk about it. 
Yeah. And I just think, you know, getting to the point where we normalize it, you know, and we make it like, well, this is a very real thing over here. You know, it's we're energetic beings in human form living on this yes. planet now. Right. Yep. Exactly. I mean, where everything is energy. So and so that the sooner that, you know, we start to look and think about things from what we know in here versus mm-hmm. what we see, you know, it's like, we're just opening ourselves up to so much more when we do that. Yeah. And even if you look at the other, you know, civilizations and other cultures like the Hindus and, and Buddhists, I mean, this is just like the, what they believe in, you know, this is what they've always believed in. So it's just the, like you said, the belief system and, you know, it's just not here quite yet. (laughs) I just, I also think that there's, there's just a lot, a lot that happens that we, we can't really explain. And maybe that's how it should be. You know, that yes, that's a great one too. Because even if someone told me right now, like I, I don't know how it happens. It just happens, right? I just think that there, <laughs> there are there are plenty of things that happen every day that you just can't orchestrate. You can't begin to imagine with your conscious mind how it all worked out. Yes, and maybe yes, that's exactly. how it's supposed to be. You know, and we just yeah, have it, to accept that. You know, there are lots of things that we're not in control of. You know, yeah, and I always say, you know, a hundred years ago, if someone told us like there's going to be this cell phone that everyone's going to be able to look up whatever they want and talk to people, whoever exactly. they would have that person. I know it. Know. I know it. Maybe in a hundred years, you know, scientists will take my job. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Very good point. Where can people find you? So on my website, brandyvan.com, that's Brandy with an I, and then Van, V as in Victor, A-N. And actually for um, listening to the podcast today, I have a free ebook. So if they sign up for my email newsletter, it's a fun little quiz of discovering your unique psychic ability. So a lot of people think these are just everyday experiences, but I give them that idea of, no, these aren't just everyday. These are actually psychic abilities in play. And then it's a quiz to see how many you have in the checklist. And then it will tell you what type of psychic you are. Oh, that sounds like fun. People love to diagnose themselves, right? Yes, right. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you sharing your insights. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So folks out there listening, if you would like to connect with Brandy, please scroll down and find her website, brandyvan.com, opt into her email and get her her newsletter rather, and take advantage of her free ebook. I know a lot of you listening like to take quizzes. You like to sort of figure out what category you fall in and it, it could be a really fun experience. So, and it's just like we said, there just, there are a lot of things that happen that we really can't explain and maybe we shouldn't try to explain. But on the other hand, we have to always go with what we think is the right thing. And I think as business owners and entrepreneurs, people who, if you want to stay on the edge and stay relevant for the future, I think the name of the game is we have to stay open. We have to stay open. We have to keep asking questions. We have to be willing to learn and we have to be available for more because that's really what this this show is all about. If this episode has inspired you, if it has helped you in any way, and you would like to share this with a friend or a colleague, please copy the link and send it to whomever you wish as a free gift from me. If you like, you can connect with me on my site at www.theallisonk.com and I will take care of it for you or someone on my team will do it too. This is how we create change in the world. This is how we start to do things differently. And it's because of people like you who subscribe, who share, who listen, who send me your feedback, 
who write, take the time to write reviews and who share episodes that really are helpful for you with people that you love and care about. This is why I do what I do. So, and that's what this show is all about. If you are in the space of client experiences and you would like your work to be featured, connect with me on my site, www.theallisonk.com, and we can begin the booking process and see if this is a fit for you. Thank you so much for all of your support. That's what we've got for you this week on the podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.